Rocksaw Musecast Experience with Aaron Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. Experience with Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. For me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God. It's Aaron, Dave, no Patrick today, and very special guest, Wretched from Grave Robber. So excited, Aaron. on a mission from God. So, we got ready. I don't know much more I can say. I'm going to try to string out this intro, but really I don't need to because I just kind of want to dive into this interview and well, find out all about You could turn your video on. Oh, I could do that. Yes, hey, look at go. that. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a constipated professional. <laughs> look at that. Oh, man. Where, how do I start I video? Know. There it is. There it is. Oh, there I am. Look yeah, at that. Right. Yes, in costume. Uh, <laughs> Playing radio host. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in costume. Yes. <laughs> this is my DJ costume. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got too much light on me, but I don't know how to fix it. Okay. Anyhow. 106 miles to Chicago. We yeah, we're right there with you. Half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So we're going to talk all things Grave Robber today. They've got, uh, they're on a uh, compilation Metallica CD that I want to find out all about. Lord works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Strike out the band, Sal. Our good found friend, Sal Policetti, going to be with us in a few weeks. That's awesome. We'll catch up with Sal and find out about his travels around the U.K., um, but it's uh, Grave Robber Day. I want to talk about Christmas songs. 
Because why wouldn't you talk to Grave Robber about Christmas songs? It, it's November, so it's Christmas season. <laughs> yeah. And um, space this Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Um, that is the face of Christmas right there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, um, see? Um, and uh, I also want to talk about just the inner workings of the band because stop me if I'm wrong here, Wretched. I got a real Misfits kind of vibe off of you. Uh, I think that is completely incorrect. There is no Misfits vibe. We are a direct ripoff. (laughs) 100%. Okay. (laughs) I wear that like a badge of honor. We've always had the criticism that we just sound like we're ripping off the Misfits and, you know, by the same token, every metal band is ripping off another metal band, but no one seems to to really say much about that. Uh, I love the sound of the Misfits, so that's just what we do. I love it, by the way, and I didn't think of it as a ripoff, but when you say that, it's absolutely true, isn't it? I mean, if we Certainly. if we didn't have the Misfits, we wouldn't have Grave Robber, we wouldn't have Metallica. Uh, am I right, though? Certainly. Okay. Uh, the Misfits, their influence can be understated. And uh, for us, we just like the sound of that band, the aggression. It's it's an aggressive band with kind of sing-along choruses. And it's pop. It's kind of poppy and mech. And we just like that. So we just, that's what we gravitated toward uh, as artists. Yeah. And, uh, and you still maintain that old school punk feel about you as well. I think the only thing that we've done differently is I like to call us a punk band with metal muscle because we're we're all certainly metal fans as well as punk rock fans. So there has to be that element of, of power the way that a, a metal band has, but with more of a, a punk rock delivery, but with the the aggression and power of a metal band that that's always our goal yeah i i dig it i was listening again this morning and uh i i couldn't really find anything i didn't like i really did like just about everything i heard and you guys even have a an acoustic album don't you that uh that was born out of uh, a situation where we had several bookings and a drummer who quit when the drum, we we were in a situation where we just don't cancel gigs. It's not something we do, so we decided to play acoustically something we had never done, and it went over so well. We figured we would record some of those songs, and we recorded them. And uh, we had five songs that we recorded and decided on that particular project to open it up to fans and friends of the band to record their own versions of Grave Robber songs. And it's a very special project to me. And there are several songs on there uh, by other artists who uh, I I could not have imagined taking the approach that they took. So it it was, it was quite an honor to hear the, the finished product and the finished songs by other people. To me, that was more exciting than, than our songs. 
Yeah, I was listening. It's called Be Afraid, right? No, no, it's it's okay. called Dry Bones. Dry Bones? Okay. Be Afraid is our first record. Okay, I was listening to Be Afraid, right? That has, yeah, be a- Maybe I'm talking about the wrong album, Aaron. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be Afraid. Be Afraid is not is not uh, acoustic. Uh, okay. Dry Bones is the acoustic Dry, dry Bones. Yes. Okay. I just I, I remember listening to it and I went, that's a nice palate cleanser. Because you still have that that grave robber feel, but it was just a nice palate cleanser and then it went back to the grave robber stuff. Well, I think, uh, I think, I, I think that I like about it is that it kind of explores our more gothic side, less less punk, more gothic. Um, we're very close friends with a band from Chicago called Lipper, and we've co- I myself have collaborated with him many many times with Scott Shaw from Lipper, and uh, I I never thought of myself as a goth. I never thought of our music as as being um, interesting or or something that would that someone who's into goth would would like because of the the fast tempos and the aggression but oddly enough we've got a lot of a lot of goth fans i think just because of the aesthetic and because of maybe the, the more baritone style of vocals and, and so anyway scott and i have collaborated a lot and uh, in fact leper has a song on on our uh bones and scott is uh very, very close, dear friend, and and it's kind of taught me that I'm a lot more goth than I than I probably realized. <laughs> <laughs> I, Aaron, I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm a little intimidated, uh, you know, as I watch Wretched's face here. <laughs> um, listen, 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 Dave, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> He just wishes he had hair like you. Yeah, That's I do. Just, is it. Seriously. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, look at these locks. Who wouldn't this? I mean, is that head and shoulders or purred or do you like Vidal Sassoon or what? It's it's dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works um, for you. It yes. works for you. When you spent the amount of time uh, digging your way out of the grave as I have... It just naturally happens. <laughs> I I gotta jump on this real fast. On the top of your Spotify playlist, the one that is the in the number one spot, I wanna kill you over and over again. What's that about? Yes. What's that about? When I rise about a flying I look into the mirror and I see this face and see these lines on my face and recognize that they miss the scars on my heart and I'm reminded of the evil that I am capable of and I, I look at that image and I say I want to kill you over and over again so it's a soul of dying, dying. It's a song of, uh, well, uh, 
recognizing that I have to die to myself and die to my pride and die to my ego. Uh, I mean, after all, that is what the reanimator calls us to do, uh, is it not? It is. Amen. It is. It's just a, such an in-your-face title that I, I'm like, I just need to know what this one's about. So, I mean, Yes, that's pretty much our M.O. is being in your face. I mean, we have never held back anything, ever. I grew up in an era where there were bands that professed what they believed with passion and with, um, you didn't have to guess. Now we live in an age where we wonder, is this band or is this band not? Yeah. With us, there's there's no question. However, I will say this is uh, maybe something quite confusing that we don't market ourselves as a Christian band. And there's a reason why, because we have any shame or whatsoever. If someone asks us, are you a Christian band? Yes, without hesitation. But like missionaries that go into hostile territories. They don't come in waving flags. They come in taking care of the the personal and physical needs of the people that they are serving. In our case, the physical need is people want to be rocked. So we go in and we give them the best possible show that we can possibly give them, and then they are open to a discussion. If we go in with the discussion first, many people have a preconceived idea of what it means to be a Christian band. They won't listen. In fact, they won't even show up. And if they did show up, they'd probably do an about face and walk right out. So we don't market it as a Christian band. We are a horror punk band. But let's be very, very clear the members of Grave Robber have all died a wonderful death and been brought back to life by the reanimator. Stone hearts become flesh. This is not the image of death and destruction. This is what it looks like to be in the process of coming from death to life. So we stand our ground almost violently, vehemently about what we believe and who we are as followers of the reanimator. I think that's far more important than a name tag. Absolutely. I I like how you put that because one of my questions was going to be, what do you say to the mom? Because like my mom growing up would never would have let me listen to you guys. If she had seen you, she never would have let me listen. What do you say to the, the the mom out there whose, you know, teenage son is all into grave robber, but she wants something positive? Well, that's, and that's a part of what we do is get people to question, to think, ask those questions to, to, um, I guess, use the intellect that we've been given what does evil look like? Some people would say evil looks like this. And I would say, based on what? And who told you that? Some people would say evil looks scary. Well, 
when I read the ancient scrolls, it doesn't sound scary to me. It looks appealing, titillating, exciting, desirable. Things that are evil want to draw me in. Things that are evil want me to love them above the reanimator. I mean, if I have a issue of Fangoria magazine sitting right next to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, which one's going to turn you on more, Fangoria? I don't think so. So which one is the greater evil? And it's not about comparing evil to evil. It's about getting people to understand that appearances are no evil. Evil dwells in man's heart. Evil dwells in the flesh. Evil is in the air. Wow. Someone might look evil, but the days are evil. Something might look evil because Hollywood told you that it was evil. The problem with that is even the reanimator was accused of deriving power from Beelzebub. The perfect man, the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, was accused of being in league with Satan because of how he appeared or how he looked. I believe one of the most misquoted verses in all of scripture is avoid the appearance of evil that word appearance doesn't mean how something looks the word appearance means the occasion of like like a bigfoot sighting oh there was an appearance of bigfoot well bigfoot doesn't no one looks at bigfoot and says oh he's evil but what they say is he may have seen a sasquatch So avoid doing things that look evil. Avoid behaviors that are evil. Now, that's a long-winded answer to the moms, but a better answer is this. We don't do music for moms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, my... In fact, we don't really even do music for Christians We were never designed to be Christian entertainment. I am so thankful that we have many, many, many fans of Grave Robber who follow the reanimator, but that was not our first mission. Our first mission was to go into the deepest, darkest places that would open the door for us and let us truly be salt and light. That was our first mission calling entertaining christians once in a while i think there's more of an advantage for us than it is for the audience because it's good to be uh, i guess playing a home court advantage show once in a while but that's not why we exist we exist to take a message of hope into hopeless places well and it's working i mean you have a following, and I, that brings me to one of my next questions, though. 
which is I I was flipping through your Facebook and I saw some pictures and stuff and you've played some big stages and you've played some tiny stages and you strike me as the type of band that um, can put on quite the show on a large stage. Do you feel constrained at all on a tiny stage or do you put on that same 110% show? Well, the 110, but yes, it's it, it's better on a bigger stage, not because of the lights, not because of the PA, but because I need room to rock. <laughs> I need space. I need the guitar player not stepping all over me, and I don't need to step on the bass player. So yes, more room is a better show. Sure, yeah. sure. But, but it's the same same show on a big stage or on a small stage. We don't know how to do it any other way, to be honest with you. Um, some of the props that we use don't fit on smaller stages and we just have to make that call when we get there or return to a place that we've been before where it has a smaller stage, but we are not rock stars. We are servants. And after 18 years, I don't imagine that one day I'm going to wake up and discover that I have the career of Skillet or the career of, you know, demon hunter you know we we don't get that we're not that kind of band my wife says it's kind of because of this face that, <laughs> that, we, that we aren't we aren't bigger i mean i don't know i think i'm kind of cute but whatever well i was i was just gonna say your wife clearly sees the beauty within well it would have to be the beauty within wouldn't it <laughs> well i want to move on to uh another topic um this week, uh, Crowder released a uh, song called uh, Grave Robber. So uh, is Grave Robber going to uh, release a song called Crowder? I jokingly put that on Facebook that we were <laughs> going to release a song called Crowder. <laughs> so many people said that we should do that, that I am, I'm really thinking about it heavily and I, I probably have to make that decision within a day or two because it's going to take time to write and record and release it but I, I would I would love to do that and then mimic the artwork exactly I, as, I, as his artwork is I think you should oh yes I, I, I'm 110% behind this thing have you ever seen a Crowder show Wretched? I have they got like 13 uh, guys on stage and dead animals and like little people <laughs> running around in elf costume. I mean, he's got a huge production on stage. Yes, yes, he does. I, to be honest with you, I, I'm actually a fan. I actually love David Crowder. I think he's amazing. We I am both, too. We are both fans here. A, yeah. Anytime he comes around, I try to go see Crowder. Yeah, I'm just jealous yeah, of his beard. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm I'm jealous of his beard. I'm trying to get there. The only people not jealous of David Crowder's <laughs> beard are the dynasty. Uh, <laughs> well, um, now. I'm not even able to grow a beard on this. <laughs> but you have better hair than he does. So, you know, there we go. Yeah, it's uh, a trade-off. I, you know, that's. That's even questionable. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't doubt for a minute that Crowder's going, Richard's got a nice head of hair. I could go for some dreads, man. 
I actually wonder if he's even aware of us. <laughs> I don't know if he knows. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that if we do release a song called Prouder, that it gets into his hands somehow. I think it'd be very funny. I, I, I mean, I don't know the guy's sense of humor, I, but. Uh, if I receive something like that, I would think it's awesome. <laughs> On Instagram, every Monday he posts something that's really funny. Yeah, he finds these things, or somebody in his party finds it, and he posts it on Instagram. So he definitely has a, a very good sense of humor. And so, yeah. Well, so. Let, here's a story I have. I have a friend from Nashville, and uh, she literally took her life into her own hands and went to McDonald's. <laughs> and she was standing in line behind a guy at McDonald's. And suddenly this guy ripped the biggest fart ever. <laughs> and he turned around and looked at her. And he said, and of course, in his hillbilly accent, Man, I bet you thought when you woke up this morning, I bet you didn't think that David Crowder was going to fart on you, did you? <laughs> so I wasn't there. I cannot verify that's a true story, but um, she said it happened. And if it happened, it makes me even more of a David Crowder fan. Uh, oh, oh, man. Good. If we ever uh, meet Crowder, we got to. Gotta ask you. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And, and uh, I'll, I'll slap your name on it, Wretched. Wretched told me the Wretched. story about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, generally, that happens after the McDonald's, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you, do you find yourself, uh, you know? Active at McDonald's? I mean, Grave Robber, McDonald's, they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? McDonald's is the reason my face looks like this. I, no, no more. I, I gave up McDonald's at uh, most fast food over 20 years ago. I, I just don't eat it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think Bo it's I think boring it's, answer, but I just don't. No, I think as I get older... I go, eh, yeah, no, I'll pass. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was one thing when I was a teenager. Now it's just totally different. But the band's been around 18 years. 18 years. And um, uh, I, I hope I'm not out of line. I, I saw on your Facebook that you're currently looking for a drummer. Oh. And I might have made a decision that I wasn't going to look for a drummer anymore. We're going to record and probably just hire a drummer for the studio for the next couple of things. But at this point, I'm not going to even look for one. I'm going to trust in the reanimator to bring one because every drummer that I've chosen hasn't worked out. And maybe that's the problem. So at this point, I, I'm just going to wait and see what he brings into the fold. Yeah. All right. All right. And I'll... I'll... See, I even read this. I'll spare the spinal tab jokes, wretched. <laughs> you know, it's it's, uh, What's that? We lost our first drummer 16 years ago, and it's been the same joke ever since. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it wore out its welcome I'm, for I'm, about I'm, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite movies, and I... If I hadn't read that, I definitely would have mentioned the spinal tap moment. But now that uh, 
I know. And we've already mentioned the spinal tap movement moment. I'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. much appreciated. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, so, um, now Halloween's coming past. Do you, uh, like hand out, you know, uh, treats to the kids and stuff or uh do you do shows on halloween what do i mean i would assume you're kind of in demand around that period yeah i've said this for years we get very very popular in october and then our popularity drops drastically on november 1st (laughs) so but uh, no, I'm usually not not around to hand out candy or anything like that. But uh, I would, you know. I'm, of course, there there are the two camps. You know, one camp that says Halloween is an evil holiday, and then you have the other camp that that says there's no. You know, like for me, I believe that he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, and so I I have no fear of Halloween or that I'm somehow accidentally celebrating Satan. I think that's ludicrous. I don't it's it's not like you slip on a banana peel and and, and worship Lucifer. And it, it's I don't believe that's possible. And I'm sorry, but I'm just not gonna demonize Power Ranger or a Disney Princess coming to my door trying to gank a fun size <laughs> snicker ball yeah. and then somehow summoning the Dark Lord on my porch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I, I think there's far too many followers of the reanimator who have bought into some of the fear mongering. And, you know, I, I saw the quote supposedly by Anton LaVey that. Chris, or the, I'm sorry, that Halloween is the highest, highest night of worship for a Satanist. Well, that's just not true. And young lad, I read the Satanic Bible, and in there he says the highest holiday for a Satanist is your own birthday. Really? Because Satanism is all, all about self worship and self elevation and not submitting to the reanimator. So Halloween, and even even if it had pagan origins, no one in my neighborhood anyway is outwardly doing pagan things. They're just dressing up their kids and getting candy from the neighbors and whatever Halloween or Samhain or or whatever pagan holiday it was thousands of years ago. It's just not the same thing today. No one's doing that, and so I, I've got, that's that's my take on it agree or not that's just where i am or you know i love the idea that for one night a year all of my neighbors are out saying hello to each other when 364 days a year we don't even know each other exists you know i said so at least one night for greeting yeah i said the exact same thing that with all the trunk or treats um nobody's getting out there and talking to their neighbors anymore they're just well, let's go hit up that parking lot where all these people are handing out candy and oh, we're done. It's over. Now, uh, I understand both sides of the Halloween uh, uh, belief. Uh, however, my feeling on it is um, dressing up as, you know, Woody from Toy Story to celebrate the pagan holiday of halloween is like dressing up like the easter bunny to celebrate easter one really right. has nothing to do with the other 
not at all. Not at all. You know, and so uh, there are a lot of things in the world that people like to call evil or look at and say that it's evil or develop a very strong opinion of. But we should be looking at real evil, the things that scripture says are evil, hearts that plot wicked schemes, things of that nature. The most evil place on planet Earth, well, it, 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 a good case could be made that it's Washington, D.C., but I digress. <laughs> the most wicked place... The most wicked place on planet Earth is human mind. True what that. we're capable of thinking. If the three of us knew what each other is thinking all the time, there's a good possibility we wouldn't even like each other. We certainly probably wouldn't even talk if we really knew what people think. I'm ashamed of my own thoughts many times. I mean, have you ever been to Walmart? It will make you think. It will make you think things you shouldn't think about other people. Like and the judgments like you should that we really naturally... be wearing that. You yes. should put on more clothes. Right. There's that, and also you know, and say, like, hey, why don't you eat a salad once in a while? Things like that. You know. I could, I could afford a salad occasionally myself, so how dare I get so judgmental? Yeah. But that's the point, that we naturally make those kind of assumptions about people or see somebody who looks a little bit, quote-unquote, scary, and we make judgments about them. I just thank God that we don't have the ability to know what we're all thinking at all times. Well, most people would say the face of evil looks like you. And I would argue the face of evil looks something more like Barbara Streisand. Well, Wallace Cooper said that he didn't believe the devil was a red guy with horns and a pitchfork. He said, that's deviled ham. <laughs> deviled but, ham. But he said he believed, he believed that, that uh, Satan probably looks more like Brad Pitt. And I think he's right. I don't. I personally don't think that this is what evil looks like. I think evil looks like a banker in a three-piece suit, as I guarantee you. Yeah. That banker is going to work and maybe doing some things that are are not right. But again, I can't judge that because that would be judging his sin, not my sin. I still do. As much as I hate it, I still do. And in fact... We can read in First John that anybody who says they don't sin is a liar. True. The good news in chapter three is that you remain in him. You won't sin, which is a progressive verb text, meaning the more you remain in him, the less you will. And the real key is you'll stop loving your sin. I hate my sin. With every fiber of my being, do I still do it? Yes. Do I love it? No. That's the difference. That is the key to a repentant, regenerated heart. Well, and I think that's a lot of what you're seeing today is no repentance. Uh, you know, take it for whatever you want to label it on. Uh, you know, the 
the riots or the looting or um, the just, you know, uh, the way you treat your neighbor. Right. That's exactly right. And in this culture, if you make a mistake 20 years ago and you've grown, doesn't matter. You're still guilty of that crime 20 years ago. I said words or used words or used phrases in high school that I would not use now. If somebody were to uncover that in a recording or a photo or a writing, they could destroy me with something that happened way back then. It's a strange, yeah. strange season. It was. A strange culture that doesn't believe in forgiveness anymore, no matter how much they claim to, to believe in it. Well, I and I think we're uh, starting to see more and more that uh, those that live in glass houses really do throw a lot of stones. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, uh, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> the cancel culture that comes out and suddenly you find out that the person that called for all the canceling is uh, now getting canceled because, oh, something, you know, surfaced from 20 years ago that they said on, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous and it's stupid. Um, I don't, I don't yes. subscribe to it. I just go, no. yeah, well, whatever. If that suits you, you know, whatever floats your boat. I, I would, I would prefer to forgive somebody immediately. Now, is that am I always, am I always successful? No. Sometimes I need some time, depending on the offense. I need to process. I need to. Go have a nice long sit down with myself and remind myself that if I can be forgiven, anyone can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Good. so I want to talk about the uh, the the compilation disc the, where you covered some Metallica songs. Yes. That's, that just came yes. out recently, right? Yes, that was super exciting. Um we got asked to do it, and I've always loved the song Escape by Metallica. But here's my opinion, and I love Metallica, always have. That song, as short as it is, to me, had a bunch of guitar parts that kind of meandered and didn't go anywhere. It's like I always wanted that song to be cropped down to less than three minutes long. So I thought, well, here's my chance. <laughs> so we sped it up. We give it more punk rock. We uh, cut a bunch of riffs out of it and just made it one nice, short, concise song. So that, that was fun. And there's, uh, you know, all the bands that are on that compilation just did absolutely wonderful jobs and renditions. And most of them did, took their own take on the songs, as most of the bands were punk rock bands. So they didn't didn't try to sound like metal. They tried to sound like themselves playing a Metallica song. So everyone kind of kind of had the same approach, really, uh, at the end of the day. So it made for a, a very, very solid compilation. And it's called Garage Years, right? Yes. Okay, so Garage yes. Years, it's a... And who all uh, jumped in on this? Oh, so many bands, I can never remember all the names, but most of them are punk rock bands from Indiana and Ohio. 
mostly. The the label Coffin Curse, of course, had most of their or a lot of their roster on it. Bicycle kids who we're friends with were the ones that actually reached out to us and got us on the compilation. Oh. Uh, the Viceroy Kings, uh, their their song is spectacular, very good. And uh, I noticed uh, the the few tracks that I listened to that these are are not necessarily the big Metallica songs that you know right off the bat. If you're if you're not a true fan of Metallica, you're not going to recognize some of these songs. Am I correct? Am that's, I correct? Yeah, which I would say that's true. I, um, it's been a minute since I looked at the track listing, but I, I remember that it was probably two of the really, really big hits and most of them. And I think that partly has to do with the fact that it's, it's mostly punk rock bands on it. So, yeah. Uh, well, so here's, here's some of the tracks yeah. you got, um, reckless threat and motor breath, which, uh, I mean, a true Metallica fan is going to recognize Motor Breath, but yes. um, you know a surface Metallica fan uh, whose favorite album is the Black Album and thinks it's the greatest Metallica album of all time. I'm speaking as somebody in the room here might not recognize Motor Breath. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you. <laughs> um, guilty, guilty. <laughs> Billy Bats uh, in Battery. Uh, I, I have I've never heard of Billy Bats, but because I'm a big big mob fan, I'm very interested in going checking out Billy Bats. Um, but Battery is one of my favorite Metallica songs. Uh, Low Season, Damage Inc., The Migraines, Creeping Death, which is a great Metallica song. And here you go, Grave Robber, An Escape from Ride the Lightning, uh, The Viceroy Kings, Trapped Under Ice, DOS. Is that am I saying it right or is it DOS? DOS or DOS? Yes. What's that? Say that again. DOS. Oh, yes. DOS. Okay. Uh, fight fire with fire and no loves jump in the fire. So yeah, it's it's kind of some deeper cuts. And but what I really liked about it was everybody really had their own take. Like you know when you listen to a cover and you go, yeah, that's a cover of Metallica song. I guess they're you know they're doing okay. So they're trying to sound like Metallica. This was not anybody trying to sound like metallica it was truly new takes on metallica songs yes some of some of the songs not even recognizable musically as metallica but it's clearly recognizable that it's the song right so i thought that was i thought that was really great yeah i like like the like the viceroy kings it doesn't sound like metallica whatsoever mm -hmm. but when you listen to the song, you know what song it is. Right. And and see, that's what I think makes a great cover or tribute song or something like that, when you truly make it your yes. own. You know, when... No, we, we, we just recorded, I'm going to really, I'm going to, why not? I'm here. I'm going to, here's the, the premiere or the, uh, uh, I guess the, we got an exclusive. the, the announcement here. We got yes, an exclusive, exclusive premiere. There's a new compilation coming out of, of bands covering the entire album Earth AD by the Misfits. Uh, and we have the title track Earth AD. Now, in this case, we did the opposite. We tried to make it sound as exactly to the Misfits as we as we could. And uh, 
I'll be honest with you. I think we nailed it. And I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because I would be honest if I didn't think it wasn't, wasn't on point, but it, it ended up sounding exactly like the misfits. So I was very excited about that. I think there's two ways you could do a cover to either you do something completely new and different and unique, or you nail it. So you have to do one or the other Right. for me. To, to find enjoyment in that because I, I like it when I hear bands really nail Misfits cover or really nail Ramones cover or whatever but the thing that, that bothers me the most is most guitar players don't down pick both Metallica the Misfits the Ramones down pick on the guitar which means every note is struck down Right, and most of them just strum and when you strum, it's a very different sound. And some people would argue that, but I would argue back. No, it's 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 different, and I can hear a difference. So when you down pick, you can make it sound more authentic. So that's what we did that on um, on our uh, Metallica cover is all down picked, and our Misfits cover is all down picked. So uh, I know that may sound like you know, a big deal. But it does make a difference because it, it makes a difference to the overall sound of, of the song. But um, so that is coming out our our cover of Earth AD and and uh, we get to release both of those as singles later on, and uh, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited now. Um, I, I truly am looking forward to that. I want to check that out. And now, um, seeing as you're a big Misfits and Metallica fan. I'll have to throw out that Aaron and I both saw the Misfits and Metallica on the same festival, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Where was that? That was uh, Aftershock, what, 22? Oh, yeah. 21. Yeah, tw yeah. 21? I think yeah, it was 21. 21, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Metallica played two nights, and uh, honestly, I think that's where they got the idea of playing the two separate nights of completely different shows because that's what they did. And uh, the Misfits headlined one of the nights, so yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I want to. Awesome. I want to talk about another song you nailed. Um, one of my favorite Christmas songs is uh, "Mama Got Ran Over by Reindeer," <laughs> but my new favorite Christmas song is uh, "Grandma Got Half Eaten by a Zombie," and, uh, and that the video is fantastic. Yes, that is. <laughs> The song, everything is just great. And so, well, Grandma. We really didn't have to change a whole lot, just a couple <laughs> words. Yes. Yes. But gone is Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. And now, <laughs> on my Christmas playlist, is Grandma Got Half Eaten by a Zombie. And go ahead, Red. I have a brand new, have a brand new Christmas song, a wretched solo Christmas song coming out on uh, December 8th. Uh, which is, uh, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. There's an underground horror film called uh, Christmas Revenge that's coming out. And during the credits at the end, my song plays at the end. So that really? that's coming out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm releasing it as a single December 8th. Nice. It should go out to radio anytime. Nice. Um, now, one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time just happens to be a Christmas song that you do as well, Father Christmas. I love that song. Since I heard that uh, when I was a kid by the Kinks, I just went, uh, 
it totally captures the uh, poverty end of Christmas for people. And, the, and I think that's, I think that's missed. And, the, and, and a criticism of consumerism. So I, I, yeah. I like it too. Yeah. And, and uh, absolutely. You know, and they, but it's done in such a punk rock way because they go beat up the Santa Claus who's ringing the bell and right. stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's because they don't have any money. They don't have any money for Christmas. So I, I don't know if you heard my solo Christmas album, but that one was uh, one that where I did uh, some of my favorites, like um, Merry Christmas, Everybody uh, by Slade. And I did uh, Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard. I did, uh, you know, and then I did um, uh, What Child Is This, which was always one of my favorites. Awesome. And I did a couple more, too. I can't remember them off the top of my head. We, we've got quite a quite a collection of Christmas songs between myself and Grave Robbers. So there's quite a growing list of Things we did a, a Christmas toy drive a couple of years ago, right? I think it was right before COVID, where uh, we just went out and we put Santa hats on, and our bass player wore uh, elf ears, and we 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 added things to the costume to make them Christmas, and kind of made it silly, and then went out and played all of our Christmas songs um, on a four day run and collected toys for tots. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that again. But as of right now, we don't have a drummer. So our plans for this year fell through. Well, I may have, I play a mean cowbell if you need help. Well, you know, at this point, anything call. helps. Yeah, give me a call whenever you need a cowbell. Um, <laughs> and tambourine. <laughs> and, yes. and triangle. <laughs> I, got the, I got the really difficult instruments down. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the... It seems so odd that Grave Robber, you know, is so heavily into Christmas, but the Christmas stuff you do is just so fantastic. It's awesome. And um, can we can we play? Do we have your permission to play a couple of those songs? Can we do that? He shook his head first and then nodded, so I'm not sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, because I, I would love to throw in uh, uh, Grandma Got Eaten by a Half or half eaten by a zombie and father Christmas. Cause I just, I dig those songs. Um, it's absolutely. Yeah. That one, one of my favorites that we did is we, we covered, we're a couple of misfits from uh, Rudolph. Yeah. The misfit toys that I noticed that one too. Yes. I was like, and that's a song that nobody, nobody thinks about at Christmas until you hear it and you go, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I, I do have to ask, so when will you be covering All I Want for Christmas is You? Already have. Last have you year really? We, released, we have. Last year we released an EP called Xmas is the Worst. And we ask people on our Facebook page what the worst Christmas songs were. Of course, we already had five of them picked out. But we still ask what everyone else thought. Surprisingly, a lot of people really hated Little Drummer Boy, which I, I don't really hate it, but we ended up recording it anyway as one of the worst, just because so many people said they hated that song for whatever reason. But um, but uh, my the songs I can't stand. These are the ones that are on on the on the EP from last year. Are um, 
Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, I hate Just that makes song. Me, makes me <laughs> vomit. I hate that song. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Uh, oh, horrible. See, <laughs> one of my favorites, Paul McCartney. <laughs> I, I'm, I am one of the biggest Paul McCartney fans on the planet. But if I could rub that song it would be gone forever <laughs> see and that's, but we, but we, that song puts a bounce in my step every time i hear it i go yeah it's christmas time i feel better about myself oh. what is wrong with you dave <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, we, we don't we don't have much ear, we, we don't have that ear much of time the beholder. <laughs> ear of the yeah. ear of the beholder i suppose yeah so that that one and um all i want for christmas is you a little drummer boy, and I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Horrible song. Oddly enough, I think our version of "Want a Hippopotamus" came out really, really good. I have almost too good. I haven't checked out "Hippopotamus." I'll have to check that one out. Well, no. look up "Xmas is the Worst." Yeah, that's that's our I, that's our, our tri- tribute to terrible Christmas songs. And there's a um, there's a skeleton on there with an ugly Christmas sweater and a Santa cap with a shovel, right? Yes. And uh, yes. Now now let me run down these. The it, little drummer boy, I think, is an okay song. I think it can be a great song. I have not heard your version, but. Uh, I don't know why people like to eliminate the drums from the little drummer boy song because I say put two drum kits on it and it's fantastic. Well, that's for for King and Country does. Yeah, that's like their best song they do live. And we're going to go see them in a few weeks here in Sacramento. And uh, we are both me and my wife will be like they're going to play at the end and we're going to love it. So if if they, they do were, a good take, if there was like a uh, um, a group of people like the Deadheads that follow you know uh, King and Country around, yeah, Aaron and his wife would be just traveling <laughs> the country, following King and Country to every show. Um, but I think Jars of Clay did the best version of uh, Little Drummer Boy years ago. I don't remember theirs. Yeah, they but did a good job. I just my uh, favorite my favorite version. My favorite version of Little Drummer Boy of all time was Joan Jett. I Joan loved Jett? her version. I don't even know yes. that version. No. The one that's yes. popping into they're, my mind they're... is uh, Whiteheart, though, because Whiteheart did a little, little Drummer Boy. I was a big right. Whiteheart fan. So, um, And uh, now, uh, Aaron, it's not a surprise for Aaron, but I, I happen to be a fan of All I Want for Christmas is You. I like that song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, inter- the interview is over. We're done. I know it's one of my guilty pleasures. Yes. Um yeah. Yeah. And, but see, I don't um uh, I don't seek it out or anything. it just it pops on and go, yeah, it's just a good Christmas song. It's the it's most played okay. Christmas song ever. It's you can't you okay. can't avoid okay. hold it. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Guilty pleasure song. The song that you would be embarrassed to admit, Aaron. What's yours? Oh, that would have to be one. Um, uh, I gotta. I I can give you mine. Go ahead, give me. I can give okay. you mine right off the top of my head. Um, "Call Me Maybe" from Carly Rae Jepsen. Love that song. <laughs> what is yours? As I uh, check here real quick. I have two. 
they're equally as embarrassing. I'm a chameleon by Culture Club. <laughs> yeah. And I want it that way, my Backstreet Boys. Uh-huh. It's it's <laughs> songwriting-wise, it's a flawless song. It really is, it, though. It's a yeah. flawless song. It, it's, it, the only reason it's bad is because it was the Backstreet Boys. It, I've heard other bands cover it, punk rock bands cover it, and it, it, it's a great song. Yeah, like there's a cover of Bye 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 out there by some punk band. I'm like, that's a good song. I actually like that song. It's, and it's what you're saying is it's it's good songwriting. It's presentation that gave it the guilty pleasure moniker, you know, Um one one day one day um, my daughters were listening to some music and I thought it sounded like kind of punk rock, not really but kinda. And I thought those are really good songs. And so I walked in. I said, "What are you listening to?" And they said, "Oh, Dad, this is this is the first Jonas Brothers record." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, never, um, never would have thought. Yeah, there's. There's oh you, Royals you, by uh, Lord yeah Royals uh, and uh, that's that's a great of, song yes I I have uh, loved that song and but the other ones you mentioned uh, I thought were very good too you know the Taylor Swift uh, what was that one she has uh, um, her uh, shake it off oh yeah I, I can get into that a little uh, bit too I can't okay a- anything no. Taylor Swift I just go eh. No, <laughs> we we were driving down the highway somewhere in Wisconsin or Minnesota, going down the highway, and, and our bass player put on on the Spotify was playing a song by um, by Savage Garden. I didn't know the song. I said, what, "Who is this?" He says, "This is Savage Garden." Like, oh, okay. He said, this is one of my favorite songs. Our drummer said, well, next play this song. He said the title. And we put that on. Well, who's that? Well, that's Savage Garden. Guitar player. Well, I like this song. Well, who's that? Well, it's Savage Garden. <laughs> and I said, well, the Savage Garden song I like is, um, uh, and I named, named the song title. And it turns out that all the members of Grave Robber were fans of Savage Garden. <laughs> Who would have ever known that? We and, didn't even know that. And you had a moment like uh, uh, Tommy Boy just cruising down the road, all singing your guilty pleasures together. We went live on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and showed people that we were listening to savage garden and there were certain people that wouldn't let us forget that for another four or five years yeah also i'm a big staying alive bgs fan too so i can i can well get into, i mean we can get into that we're both products of the 70s so yeah. you, know, you know there's there's always that i mean i'm an abba fan i like abba yeah i grew up in the 70s it's so wrong for me yeah but, we're no longer friends dave yeah <laughs> there's a it's, lot it's funny how some of Hey, Mama Mia was it's a funny good how, movie. <laughs> it's funny how some of those songs from you know the seventies or eighties that at the time uh, uh, don't like it, and then later on, like talking in your sleep by the Romantics. Now I listen to it, and it's like that's a as my daughter would say, that's a bop, you know. And I, I didn't like it at the time, but 
that you know. And now, now you, I listen to it and I like it. You you say you have uh, two daughters, right? Yes. Okay, and I'm sure they're they're and two sons. Oh, two daughters, two sons. Okay. See, I was going to say. Um, I was blessed with a son instead of a daughter because I don't think I could have handled the dad-daughter thing. I, I would have been so bad at that. Um, and when my son was, uh, I'm going to say he was like, I don't know, eight years old, something like that. We got him a Target card for Christmas. And uh, said, took him to Target and said, you can buy whatever you want. You buy yourself a toy or whatever. And he went to the CD section. And I went, oh, he's going to buy a Kids Bop CD. Hey, well, that'll be fun to listen to in the car. Okay, well, and he comes back and he kind of uh, uh, shy, shy like he he says to me, he goes, "Hey, hey, dad, uh, can I picked one out? Can can I buy this one?" And he was holding ACDC back in black, and I went, "Yes, you can buy <laughs> that one. <laughs> Good choice." Would have shed tears of joy, right? <laughs> now, if I had daughters and they came up with the Taylor Swift, I'd go. Yeah, you could buy that one. <laughs> sure, that's great, yeah. honey. Yes, <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. Although, although we went to Riot Fest this past summer, and like all of my kids love the Foo Fighters, and all of my kids, uh, you know, when the Cure headlined one night, and oh, they, wow. were, they were all into the into the Cure, which made me happy. And but they all love flogging Molly, and they all loved. Uh, well, my youngest daughter, one of the one of the shows that we saw uh, was H2O, old school hardcore band. And she was like, she was like, Dad, that was one of my favorite sets of the festival. And I'm like, yeah, oh, oh. my heart. You know, when when my son, he's 28 now, but, you know, when he's bringing over Dropkick Murphys and Rancid and I'm like, yeah, I guess I did something right. Um yes. Absolutely. You mentioned Flogging Molly. We went to a, a Punk and Drublick show uh, that was put on by Fat Mike of No mm -hmm. Effects. No Effects. Am I? I yes, always get I think it. Yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, it was a great show. It was Goldfinger and Lesson Jake and Flogging Molly and um, No Effects and some other bands that I don't remember. But um, uh, we were very up at the front at the rail and. Um, there was a person behind us that, um, you know, there's always that one person in the crowd that it doesn't matter how long you've been there. They're going to be in front of you and you're just a jerk if you don't let them in front of you. And um, we had one of those people and she was uh, intoxicated and um, she was doing things like kicking us. And um, she kicked my son in a very, yeah, well, an area you don't want to be kicked in. And uh, um, he reacted. He didn't hit her or anything, but he he wanted to. And um, uh, anyways, th they finally ejected this woman from the crowd. And the lead singer of Flog and Molly, who had seen it all, he came over with a Guinness and tossed tossed my son a Guinness from the stage, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, yeah. Dave Dave King is is probably one of the nicest guys in the music industry. He's He's a good guy. You see, I don't know a lot about the band. I just, I, I know the band and I know Dropkick Murphys. Now we saw Dropkick Murphys on that same festival with uh, Rancid and the Misfits and, and oh, man, they brought it down. Uh, if mm. I can go see a Dropkick Murphys Rancid show on their own, fantastic. Yeah. 
I will tell you what, we just saw Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper um, together, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, we we the world needs an Alice Cooper uh, grave robber tour. You know, <laughs> yeah. that would be I think fantastic. It, I think grave robber would fit perfectly with an Alice Cooper oh, show. Oh yes, it'd be great. I do too. I do too. Uh, you know, a lot of those big shows are buy-ons, and sometimes a buy-on can be anywhere from anywhere from five thousand to twenty thousand dollars to buy onto a tour, and it's very expensive. Uh, but you know, that might be something that you know. I'm kind of thinking that maybe maybe Grave Robber will look for investors maybe next year and maybe we could try to maybe to buy do, on to a bigger tour. Maybe we do a crowdfunding for Grave Robber to get a buy on yeah. on a on a good yeah. tour like Rob Zombie or or Alice Cooper. I think yeah. that'd be fantastic. Well, yeah, I would I would just guess that Alice Cooper tour would be between ten to twenty grand to buy on. I'm sure, but Rob Zombie would definitely be about 20 grand just to get on the tour well now see pulling back the curtain a little bit i know uh some bands look down at buy-ons and i don't i think that each band is individual and whatever is going to get you noticed and get people in the seats and uh if that works for you i think you should do it it's a business decision at that point I mean, and, and that's just the reality. That's why, you know, that's why we've remained where we're at. We've never bought onto a tour. We, we don't have a manager. We don't have a booking agent. So here we are. You know, it, it takes those things to really get off the launch pad. And we just, we just haven't, in 18 years, we just haven't got off the launch pad. And that's just the reality of it. Well, I, you say get off the launch pad. And I don't think that's necessarily true because, I mean, if, if we're going to compare things like the Misfits, I mean, you're talking about a huge band that has a cult following. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a mainstream following. A lot of people don't know who the Misfits are. But, um, uh, man, they packed out that, that festival. I mean, we couldn't get up close to the stage. We were watching it on the screens. <laughs> it I, was packed. I, Yes. So uh, Aftershock gets about 40,000 people, and it seemed like there were 40,000 people there watching them. So, yes. Um, anyhow, Wretched, uh, thank you uh, so much for coming on today. I wish we could spend more time. You definitely have to come back. And uh, would love to. Um, so we got the new uh, Metallica tribute album called yes. Garage Years. That's out, right? Um, yes. and you've got, uh, the grandma kissing Santa song song. Yeah, I, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, sorry. Gra <laughs> I just combined two songs there, Aaron. <laughs> grandma got eaten by a zombie and kissing Santa Claus. All right. Yes. Well, kissing Santa Claus was never, even as a kid, I just, I, I just never got into that one. And my two front teeth. I found well, the me neither. I found the two front teeth one to just be really annoying. Like I kind of wanted to punch Can't that breathe. kid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh you are letting letting the reanimator bring you a drummer, which I, I think that's a good choice. And um yes. 
Um, what else do you have going on right now? Because it sounds like you got a lot going on. Yeah. The Misfits cover, which will be coming out shortly. I don't know the exact date, but it'll be coming out soon. Then, then we have, uh, we'll be recording a new EP next year and a full length next year. Nice. And then I saw on your Facebook that you're actually offering um, Grave Robber Dice, right? We have a company that is going to create uh, dice with our with our logo on it, yes. Those things are really cool for, like, game night. Yeah. Right? They really yeah, are. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, they're really yeah, cool. Yeah, we, 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 I... You know, a lot of people criticize Gene Simmons for putting the KISS logo and everything. And for me, I just thought that was fun. You know, when I was growing up, I had you know, KISS t-shirts. I had, a, you know, belt buckle. I had pencils, KISS pencils. I had every KISS poster, so many that it covered my walls. And you couldn't see the paint on the walls. All it was just posters. And, and, it, and even my ceiling, I just covered everything in my, in my room with KISS. And um, just all the things you can get a lunch box and, and everything else. You'll kiss action figures and stickers and whatever. So for me, anything that comes along that we can put grave rubber on, it's just, it's just fun. It's not about even the money. It's about fun. And so we, we have a company that makes a hot sauce and it's like, I am it's a, yeah, um, I got to ask you about ghost, that ghost pepper sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that you're selling hot sauce, which I'm kind of interested in getting myself. Um, I also noticed that you're selling coffee. Yes. All right. So it now my, here, here's my question about the coffee. Uh, and I, I definitely want you to tell me about it, but um, is it good coffee? Cause good coffee makes you poop. Well, you shouldn't have any problem with this coffee. All right. <laughs> Does it bring you back from I, the dead? I, That's what I want to know. Does it bring you back from the dead? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I just had some right before this interview. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even funny. And see what happened. Um, the, the, the coffee. The coffee is more nutty, less less bitter, less sour. Uh, one of our clients has horrible heartburn and he hasn't been able to drink coffee in 20 years and he loves coffee. He buys our coffee because it doesn't give him heartburn. So right. there's that. All right. Um, but, you know, so next year, uh, a couple of things that we're talking about is uh, a book of lyrics with the guitar chords above the lyrics. So if you want to play one of the songs, it'd be like a guitar chord book, lyric book with photos and that kind of thing in it. Talking about launching a comic book. We're talking about um, the recordings, of course, and the dice. But, um, you know, just, just trying to do things that we think are fun. You know, and again, it's it's not so much about the money as it is just being fun. And, you know, we just did uh, some really nice uh, embroidered patches and some enamel pins because the, we just these are things that we like and so we're trying to do i guess in a way it's kind of like reliving your childhood with kiss putting their name on everything and we're just trying to slap our name on as many items as we can because we just think that, that it's fun well in the style you of know, kiss we, I, we don't, we, go ahead 
I was going to say, we don't sell millions of every product. We sell dozens of every product and, and we're happy with that. Yeah. I think it's fun too. And in the style of kiss, I, I think you should, guys should do a grave robber coffin. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Makes sense. Doesn't it? <laughs> it, it does. And I just don't want, I just don't want, I just don't want the, the, you know, kiss head toilet paper. I don't want grave robber toilet paper. I don't want, I don't want somebody wiping their butt on my face. No, thank you. <laughs> so if they go to your Facebook page, they'll be able to find the, all the links to buy your stuff and, and support yes. and more importantly, not buy your stuff, but support grave robber and what you're doing um, in those bars, in those places to, uh, you know, promote the name or, you know, uh, spread the name of Jesus to to people that are there. Biggest, the biggest support anyone can ever be is to invite all of their friends to our page. You know, or just you know whether it be our we get, we we have Twitter. Well, I guess it's called X now. We have X, Instagram, Facebook, um, and we do have a TikTok page. But our TikTok page is where you don't really find too much seriousness there. That's mostly silly stuff. So it's it's kind of fun. We don't use TikTok as often, but uh, primarily, you know, Facebook and Instagram is where you're going to find most of the information. But yeah, all those links, all those links are, are there. And you got clips of your shows and stuff up there as well. And you can see what they're like live. And it's very usually. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, we look forward to having you again. It's Wretched from Grave Robber. Go check them out. Get yourself some playing dice and uh, some stickers. Um, you support the band. I'm always about supporting the bands, and the merch is how you support the band. You like a band, support them. And if you like the Misfits, uh, you're going you're gonna to dig Grave Robber. I, I promise you. Check them out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks a lot. And what do we say, Aaron? Happy trails. Happy trails. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Grandma got me by a zombie. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as zombies. That's what me and Grandma we believe. She's been drinking too much eggnog. And we warned her not to go She forgot her medication And she stumbled out the door into the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack There were scratches on her forehead And incriminating bite marks on her back Grandma got beaten by a zombie Walking home from our house Christmas Day No 
Experience with Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. You guys rock. Come true. All I want for 